She died in a heart attack in her home in North Hollywood. So basically in our bedroom. Pretty much. What's up, guys? This is Steve. And this is Mike. And we don't know what we're doing. Nope. This is our uh, bonus episode about scary stories. We don't know your scary stories. Yeah, but uh, we're going to find out because uh, y'all sent some into us. Yeah. So this is going to kind of wrap up our uh, month of Halloween podcasts. Yes. Uh, It's been fun kind of going through some of the traditions and urban legends, and we're going to finish it off now with uh, some scary stories. Yeah, some personal scary stories. So we've been asking everybody for the past couple of days um, to send them in, and we couldn't get to everybody's for the show. Unfortunately, yeah, we don't have the time to do them all. Yeah, but maybe we'll post them on socials or whatever. Yeah. Because there's some good stories. Or keep them for next year. Ooh. Ooh. Um... But I think we're going to kick it off with uh, a little something special, which is our first our first uh, guest. So we're going to call our friend Kate, and she's going to give us a rundown on a scary story she's got for us. Ooh, can't wait to hear it. All right, let's do this. All right. Hello? Hey. Hello. Oh, hi, California. How you doing? <laughs> hi, Nashville. <laughs> Pretty good. How about you? Good. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. We hear you have an exciting story for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured uh, let me just impart my amazing storytelling skills on you. Right. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> You're oh. our first guest, too, yes. by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, I am. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. I have to say, um, I have now completely caught up on all of your podcasts. Ooh. <laughs> thanks for listening. And um, I am loving what's happening. Aww. I think it's really great. Yay! I think thanks. it's I, there's there's a little bit of the like, hey, we really don't know what we're doing, or and then <laughs> a, well, we kind of know this, but let's learn more, and it'll be really fun. Like uh, I think that's kind of like going to be your sweet spot. Aw, thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. So this is our friend Kate. Hey, Kate. Kate was my office wife. Mm-hmm. Now she's a somebody else's wife <laughs> you are um first of all you broke up with me first <gasps> and uh you got engaged in front of my face <laughs> on a roller coaster so, not wrong guilty yeah. guilty i'm not wrong and i will say there are amazing photos of us on uh the ride of post engagement and how i feel about it so yeah, yeah i'm i'm a wife of four days I know. Congratulations. Do you feel different? I told Chris tonight that he lo- I find him more attractive. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, things to look forward to. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so Kate, so so tell us your story. Okay, so my freaky sort of Halloween story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Um it takes place in a little town we like to call Cleveland, Ohio. Ooh. Scary already. Ooh. I mean, literally the scariest thing of of all time, I made it out alive. So um, this is somewhere between, I'm going to say 99 and like 2002. And uh, to give you guys context, as some of you may may or may not know, I was a huge goth kid in the late 90s, like like Bauhaus, Susie and the Banshees, London After Midnight kind Mm -hmm. of goth kid, no emo, please. 
So needless to say, and, and Steve and Mike, you guys know me, I don't scare very easily. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so basically in, in Kate world, most of everything can be explained by science. So um, the guy I was dating at the time and his cousin, we, we were really good friends. We were hanging out and we were at his cousin's house in typical, typical suburbia, nothing too exciting. And it was one of those like days where it's warm enough that you don't need a lot of clothing um, but for some weird reason, there was like no wind, okay. which is a really, weird, really kind of a weird thing. But that does play into the story. And we were outside just kind of walking around and his cousin starts talking to the guy I'm dating at the time and saying like, oh, you remember that house at the end of the street? And like how all the family started getting sick. And the guy I was dating was like, yeah, I totally remember that. Now, obviously to me at this point, I'm like, mm, y'all are making this up. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. And so here's, here's uh, sort of how the story went, is there was this house at the end of the street, and there had been three consecutive families that had lived in it and mysteriously got sick or suddenly left Whoa. the property. That's crazy. Never to be seen again. And um, they're going into it with immense dramatic detail. <laughs> and all I keep thinking is, yeah... I'm sure it's like some weird family thing right. or like, there's no way. And they said, no, seriously, like the family that was there last time, they moved out like two years ago and all of their stuff is still in the house. Whoa, that's weird. So obviously at this point, my curiosity is very peaked and I'm right. like, all right, we're going, we're going down there. Right. Heck so yeah. we start walking down the street, making jokes and you know, then, it, then the stories get a little crazier, right? Oh, well, great. One time I saw, I saw, a face of somebody in the third story window and you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, mm-hmm, okay guys, like this is, you guys are at this point just trying to make me. Yeah. This sounds like out. a bit of a setup. Mm-hmm. To- 100% setup. And, and that would not surprise me for these guys at all. We get to the house. Looks like a normal, you know, two story suburban house. And they're like, all right, walk up there and look in the window. I was like, I'm not that stupid. One of you is coming with me. And, <laughs> and, and the cousin was like, I'll go with you, but I'm not stepping on the lawn. Okay, that's, that's pretty specific. Right, really specific. And for this dude to say that, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's fine. So we get up there and I look in the window. No joke. Everything is in the damn house. Books, couch, TV. Everything is still in the house. Weird. Did they have lights on or was it dark? Totally dark. Uh, no lights. Dust covering everything. Not like you see in the movies of like, you know, an inch of dust, but definitely dust yeah. on everything. Looked like it hadn't been lived in in a very long time. Weird. And then one of them was like, hey, let's see if we can get in the back. And I was like, sweet, let's do this. <laughs> so, Sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we start walking up the driveway, and obviously, since this is the late 90s, early 2000s, being a goth kid, I was wearing uh, a dog collar. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. (laughs) (laughs) Story for a different day. And And we start walking up the driveway, obviously getting a little freaked out. And so it feels like the dog collar is tightening around my neck. And at this point, I'm like, you... Yeah, and I'm like, you're freaked out, you're sweating, your heart's racing, like, calm down. So I just, like, grab, you know, grab the necklace and, like, pull it out and walk up to the back 
And in Ohio, not so much in California, at wintertime you put storm doors on. So it's just a clear piece of plastic that goes over the door that keeps the snow and wind and everything from coming in the house should you have your house door open. And normally it's on a mechanism that will automatically shut it. Well, we get to the back and there's a storm door that is wide open. Mm. And the door to the house is shut. Totally what you would expect to see. And uh, the little, you know, mechanism that keeps it from slamming in your face is completely broken. Hmm. So you can see it's just staying there. And I was like, that's totally weird. Now remember, there is no wind. And that storm door slammed shut. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and I just stood there for a second and went, yeah, I'm out of here. And just like <laughs> turned around and like ran down the driveway whole thing nice and you know it's one of those things like it's not the scariest thing in the world but it was definitely weird to me i was like i just can't explain this i can't explain this this doesn't make any sense i am never going down to that house again did you ever go back no no but another family did move in there are they still there i i left i don't know It scared her so bad she got the hell out of Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Kate. All right, guys. You guys have a great night. I hope I didn't scare you so much you can't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll we'll probably make it through. But if we have any problems, we'll call you. Anytime, guys. That's why you keep me around. That's right. All right. Congratulations again. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All All right. right. See you later. Bye. 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 Well, that was cool. Our first guest on the show. Yeah, first official guest. I know. Hopefully uh, one of many to come. Yeah, yet another thing we didn't know how to do. Yeah. How to set that up. Figure that out. We sure did pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's move things along here. We've got a lot to get through. All right. Uh, So let's jump over to uh, a story that we're we're both going to talk about. Uh, So I'll talk about the first part and you'll come in. All right. All right. So this is is a, a story... Uh, about a place we used to live. Yeah, we've mentioned it before. Yeah, so this is, we've mentioned uh, we lived above a little cafe called Coenga General Store. Mm-hmm. This is when we lived in L.A. Back in North Hollywood. Yeah. And um, and so we had lived there for, uh, I don't know, not too long, a couple weeks, maybe a month, uh, before weird things started to happen. <laughs> and this was a, the building was, it's old. It's not, su- it's not super old. It's not like Victorian or anything. Um, but we knew it, it probably had some history after this weird stuff. So I guess the first thing I think that happened was we were all sitting there watching TV and the blender turned on by itself from the other room. Remember oh, that? Yeah, that was weird. And we hadn't been using it. It wasn't like, oh, we had blended something earlier that night. It just, the blender turned itself on. Yeah, luckily there wasn't stuff in there. I would yeah. have been so pissed that off. That was so weird. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think that one we just sort of wrote off as like, okay, electrical short. Uh, whatever. That was weird. Even though we've had the blender now, still. Mm-hmm. It's never done it again. Okay, so that was the first one. The second thing I remember was the door. No, before that it was Sarah Cheryl McLaughlin. Crow. Oh, Cheryl Crow. What did you say, Sarah McLaughlin? Sarah McLaughlin. No, it's Cheryl Crow. The other S lady. So I had started going. I went. You were up still, but I had gone to bed, and I went to go lay down, and we had the an iPod Classic in a speaker dock near the bed, and it wasn't on, and I had just started to fall asleep, and Cheryl Crow started to play out of the iPod. What song? Oh, I think it was Soak Up the Sun. Uh, yep, that was it. Yeah. 
It, what was weird, though, is Sheryl Crow is not on that iPod, <laughs> which is weird because it's not an internet-connected device. It doesn't have Wi-Fi because it's an old iPod. Where did it come from? I don't know. That's what was weird. <laughs> so so then I was like, okay, that's, that's weird. So then the stuff started to get really weird. Then it was the door thing. So Mike was downstairs working at the cafe, and I had come home from work, I think. And I came home, and our bedroom had... Uh, old school closet doors, so they weren't the slider pocket door kind. They were the kind that open out toward you. Mm-hmm. That were on each side. And they of were the bed. on each side of the bed, more like a little wardrobes. And the door or doors for mine were, uh, for a better word, lack of a better word, blown off. It's not like they had just fallen off. Well, because it wasn't like the hinges had just fallen out and they fell on the floor. Like they were pulled, like the screws were like ripped out of the wood. And then the door was like laying across the bed. So it's not like it just fell out and onto the floor. Hmm. And it, it wasn't was, me. I, I didn't do that. Yeah. I remember I had run downstairs and I was like, what's up with the door? What'd you do that for? Did it break or something? And you, you didn't even know you weren't even there. So that was weird. And then it started to get creepy. <clears throat> so, so from there, uh, I think the next thing was like the clothes flying around. <laughs> so, so, uh, I had, again, Mike was in the other room and I had gone to do something in the bedroom and I walked by and we had a, like a chest of drawers that was about shoulder height to me. And as I walked by, uh, all the stuff on top of the chest of drawers flew off across, like across at me. And we had, I had done laundry recently. So there was like a stack of freshly folded jeans, uh, a big picture frame, uh, like a, a bookend, and all this stuff flew across, and it's not like it slipped and fell on the floor. It flew off mm. across and onto the bed and, like, hit me in the process. And I remember that was the first time where I was like, okay, this is super, super, super creepy. So what I thought what happened there was that the picture that was behind it slipped and then they fell down. Yeah, but I don't see how that's possible because it was, like, a super heavy stack of jeans and, like, a bookend, and it was just, like, a plastic picture frame. Yeah. The way you describe it... it doesn't seem yeah. like it would that would have done that. But then the big kicker was the kitchen. So all this is over the period of like I don't know six months. So then maybe a year. So then uh, Mike is again downstairs at work working in the cafe, and I had been watching TV in, on the couch. It was and, a Saturday morning. Yeah, and we had a um. The, the apartment was situated in a way where somebody could come through the cafe and then up to the apartment if they wanted to. And our friends did all the time. So the front door to our apartment had popped open a little bit. And I thought, oh, somebody's here. So I got up and I look and there's no one there. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I assume, you know, it's the wind or Mike just didn't close the door when he left or whatever. So I walk into the kitchen. And as I walk into the kitchen, <laughs> the... Uh, doors, the cabinet doors under the sink fly open, both the left and right, and the garbage can that was on the little track shot out. And I remember I was like in the middle of the kitchen and I just stopped and my eyes got big and I was like, that is not normal. (laughs) And I turned around on the spot and as I was about to leave the kitchen, we had a bowl on the counter and the bowl... I kid you not, slid, stopped, and then slid and flew off the counter. All poltergeist style? All poltergeist style. And I started screaming and I ran out of the house and ran downstairs. So this this sparked the whole thing. Um, 
so we started to ask around. When this stuff started to happen, we Can started I interject to... really fast? Yeah. <laughs> so I was working, and uh, Steve came to the kind of the doorway to where I was at. <laughs> and he literally looked like he saw a ghost. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and he was super freaked out. Yeah. Because well, I, I like, had basically seen a ghost. I was like, what are you talking about here? Whatever. It just fell off. Maybe there was a little earthquake. Yeah, you always doubt me. Yeah, but when you said the thing flew open and the tra- the trash can came out, like mm, that's super weird. Yeah. So we start asking around. Uh, we start asking the owner, Anita. Um, you know, you know, there's weird stuff happening, and she just kind of like nonchalantly says, like, "Oh yeah, other people have said this place is haunted too." <laughs> and we're like, "Well, do tell." And I think it was like other people had heard and seen weird things when they're working at the cafe downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um. But the weird part was the really weird part at the time was she had a was it her brother in law that had stayed there for a week? It was um no, it was um her partner's brother or something or Yeah. Yeah. A nephew. Yeah, something. So there was a family member that, that had stayed over uh between uh between the previous tenant and us moving in. Uh they had a family member that stayed there, and I guess he was Native American. And woke up one morning and came down and told them that house is full of death. So that wasn't very comforting. No. I mean, we would like to know that um, before we moved in. Yeah. So, um, so you know, we're, Mike is not that concerned about it. I'm really freaked out about it. So then we start telling friends and family about this. And we tell our sister-in-law, Ashley, and her face goes, I remember her face went like super white, like a sheet when we told her Mm -hmm. and we were like, what? And apparently when we moved in, I forget what she said, something like a week after we moved in or we were still unpacking. I remember she said that. So it was was really soon. So we were all in the living room. They're helping us unpack boxes and stuff. And she felt somebody watching us and she looked over her shoulder through the hallway and she saw a figure uh, kind of leaning out from behind a door. But she said it was a like dark or black figure. Like yeah. a nothing. Yeah. A figure of something that was, n- there was nothing. Yeah. Though. But it had specific uh, clothing and a hat. She really remembered what the hat looked like. And she was having a hard time describing it. So we started pulling up Google images and like pulling up hats. She thought it was like a soldier's hat. And she finally goes like, yes, yes, that's what it looks like. Which it was a, Uh, a confederate soldier's hat like from the civil war and so we thought oh that's really weird because the other thing that the owner had told us was that the previous tenant who was her brother was a really big civil war memorabilia collector and the bedroom that we stayed in was his gun room right none of this had been told to my (laughs) sister-in-law previously by the way so we were super 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 freaked out and um, and we ended up still living there for a long time, like three years, two years, three yeah. years. I think like we that. ended up staging the place. Yeah, we did. After that, we had our friend Kim come over, and she staged the place, and we never had any problems after that. No. Nope. Then we did try to seance uh, Whitney, didn't we? You and Chelsea tried to seance Whitney Houston, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, we didn't get her. So anyways, um, to continue this, uh, and more interesting stuff that we found out about this was, as we're asking Anita about this, the owner... Um, one other little nugget of information that she dropped on us was that, oh yeah, and we heard that like an old radio star lived 
lived here and and may have died up there too. So that kind of sparked us researching some stuff, and yeah. and Mike's found some stuff. I did. So what'd you find out? So um, I found out the woman that was living there. Her mm-hmm. name was Jean King. Okay. And um, she originally was from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. And she was having a hard time trying to find a job in Hollywood, and she ended up creating a radio program. And that program was called The Lonesome Gal. Oh, uh, The Lonesome Gal. What? Yeah. What? Oh, like what time period was this? 1940s. Okay. So uh, she had a really like sultry, um, seductive voice. You mean like Kate? Hello, unknown mystery caller. Uh, a little bit like Kate. Okay. And um, her, she really resonated with the listeners, which were mostly male. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, she had a really intimate style of communicating when she would speak. Mm-hmm. And it made it feel like she was speaking directly to an individual. So okay. whoever was listening to it, uh, it was like she was talking directly to them. So was this like kind of like a lonely hearts kind of a thing? I guess so. Okay. Uh, she referred to the listeners as Muffin and Baby. And, yeah, Muffin. Uh, Keep telling me what you're telling me, baby. Uh, because she got such a large male following, she wore a mask to add mystery to oh, her interesting. persona. And Wait, also for her She privacy. wore a mask? Yeah, like a cat mask. She I'll was a radio personality. But when she would get photographed. Oh, okay. Or when she would go to... Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, she's confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Go uh, on. But when she would go to like uh, events and stuff, she okay. would wear a mask Got because it. she didn't want to be known. And it also... Okay, added, so she was like pretty, pretty legit famous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. She's super famous. Okay. So um, she, at her peak, she recorded about 300 programs, uh, 15 minutes in length. Wow. For each like uh, city. Mm-hmm. Over 50 stations across the U.S. Wow. And personalized them for sponsors and for cities. Wow. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot of work. So that was her main job. Okay. But what I read was that she was making uh, six figures. Wow. That's a gargantuan amount of money for yeah. the 40s. Yeah. Question, though. If she was making six figures, what's she doing living in North Hollywood? <laughs> I mean, I nothing know. against North Hollywood, but that's not where the well-to-do folks live. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, didn't really read okay. why she was living there cool. specifically. All right. <clears throat> Maybe it was close to, um, like, I guess, uh, I think I did read that she did go into some film. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was pretty much her stuff. Okay. Uh, what I found out. There was a little bit more about it, about like what she did and, yeah. uh, it, but it was mostly that she had this radio show. Cool. She really was resonating with male listeners. Right. Uh, she died at the age of, uh, and, uh, August 21st of 1993, she oh, okay. was 76 years old. She died in a heart attack in mm-hmm. her home in North Hollywood. So basically in our bedroom. Pretty much. Or the other bedroom. Or I mean, bedroom. it was probably our bedroom. Either our bedroom or the office. That was a room filled with death. Yeah. Um. So let's see. That's 93. She dies. And Anita bought the place in 95 or 6. So fits the timeline. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we should try to call her up. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Um, but I want to leave with uh, leave the story with what she ended with. Okay. And she would say, if you have love to spare and lips to share, why don't you be a pal and share them with your lonesome gal? Good night, baby. Oh, God, I have to go throw up now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that's that, cool, though. That made her six figures. Yeah, she, it did. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I like that there's a bit of a, a happy ending to this weird ghost story. 
So we had a, a par- maybe a mix of ghosts in our house. Yeah. But that was a cool one. Yeah, it was cool. And apparently it all affected you. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. They they like me, I guess. <laughs> I guess. All right, let's move on. Oh. All right. So this next one is from another friend of ours, Melinda. Mugalinda. Mugalinda. She's a big Harry Potter fan, just like me and Mike. Uh, so Melinda sent this one in to us. So she uh, sent us an email, so I'm just going to read this. Okay, here we go. So here's my castle stuff. <laughs> Sophomore year, I studied abroad in the Netherlands. Emerson owns a castle in South Holland on the German border. It's a 14th century medieval castle, and during World War II, it was occupied by Nazis and used as a hospital. Before that, though, the castle had many different families who owned it, which is weird for a castle because normally castles are passed down from generation to generation in the same family. Emerson bought it in 1986, and since students students have been going there, every class has a story about the castle ghost, Sophie, a little girl who died when she was 12, I think. The lounge in the main castle is named after the little girl. It's called Sophie's Lounge. Some people say she threw herself from the tower in the back of the castle, but others say that she died of tuberculosis. When I was there, a classmate, Rebecca, was studying at the library while we were all in the lounge drinking. She came out of the library and literally looked like she had seen a ghost. She was almost in tears. We asked her what was wrong, and she wouldn't say anything for a little bit. Then she finally said that she was studying in there, and all of a sudden, a girl in a white dress was standing across from her. She said hi, but then the little girl appeared startled and turned around and walked right through the wall. Whoa. She was so freaked out. It sounds almost made up, but the girl is not the type of person to make something up like that. She was super nice, all-around decent human being. Shy, quiet, nerdy, but also super chill and cool. It was crazy. And then she's uh, she's got us some actual um, uh, a link to some info about this, so we'll post that on the on, on the website. Yeah, it's like moaning murder. Yeah, that's crazy. I also I'm just gonna point out I don't know how I've known Melinda for uh, almost ten years now, and um, I'm just finding out that she lived in a castle. I'm surprised you didn't know because y'all share a brain. I we do share a brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this makes the the thought of Mugalinda even uh, more clear, though. Because she clearly is a Hufflepuff who has lived in a castle. Well, thanks, Melinda, for sending that one in. That is super creepy. Yeah, thanks, Melinda. I don't want to see no girls walking through walls. Mm-mm. All right, let's keep on moving. I think we're throwing it over to you. Yes. All right, hit us, Mike. All right, so my story is uh, I named it The Knock. The Knock? Yes. You've got a title for it. Yeah, I have titles for okay. my stories. Uh, this one is all about me. So I'm sorry, listeners. As most things usually are. Uh, whatever. Um, so I grew up Catholic. Uh, we were pretty religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, family still is. Uh, say prayers at nighttime. Uh, guardian angel one. The yep. uh, St. Michael, the archangel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hail Marys, the Our Fathers, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So back when I was about 13, I lived with my mom and stepdad in an apartment in the northwest side of Houston. Okay. It was the summertime, and uh, they were out at work. I was at home all alone, and uh, I think one day I went to the pool. Okay. Uh, there was a pool in our little complex, mm-hmm. and I just went there to chill out. I didn't really know anybody there, and that day, 
there was something weird that happened. These two guys got in an argument kind of right by the pool. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys, like, either had a gun or uh, something and hit the other guy in the head. What? made that guy fall down, and I guess he had a seizure. Whoa. Yeah. Um, The dude that hit him took off. I think they called the cops, and then... um, like the family of the dude that fell down and was having the seizure, like took care of him. Yeah. He was okay. And I was like, wow, this is super weird. Like, I'm going to go back to the apartment. How old were you? About 13. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So went back to the apartment, was hanging out by myself. Uh, we had rented a Monopoly Nintendo game. Oh, God. Of so course. I played that uh, all by myself and until my mom came home, had dinner, uh, eventually like wound up going back to, to my bedroom. Mm hmm. And uh, in my bedroom, there was a big window. My bed was perpendicular to the window. Okay. So my feet were facing towards the window. Okay. So I went to bed, got in the bed, pulled the uh, comfy blanket over my head because it was kind of cold. And I don't remember if I was starting to say prayers or what. But then all of a sudden, I heard a knock. Okay. On the window. Oh. So... My my um, bedroom was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, underneath, or if you look, looked outside of my window, there was just a patio. Okay. There's no way that somebody could be banging on my window unless they had a ladder. Okay. And I didn't know anybody there, so it was super weird that somebody was banging on my window. Yeah, that would be disturbing. Or knocking on my window. But the knock was a very loud knock. It was more of a bang. Okay. And it was banging, and also my name was being called. Whoa. But it wasn't just like Mike. It was Mike. Whoa, okay. Yeah. It was super creepy. I freaked out. Uh, I went into like <laughs> prayer mode and started praying, praying. I kept hearing knocking, banging, and my name being called. And I took off, ran from my room, uh, ran into my mom's room, jumped in the bed, yeah. and I guess fell asleep there. Uh-huh. Uh, the next morning... I told my mom what happened. Uh, I was super scared, but uh, I was stuck at the house. Mm. Um, didn't really want to go back in the room. Yeah. Uh, but so me- meaning you were at home alone? I was home alone uh-huh. after this traumatic thing happened yeah. to me at nighttime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was stuck there. So the I remember the Monopoly music like kind of freaked me out because it reminded me of the incident. And I was... Um, what... My grandma and I think my mom was calling it too, called um, uh, susto. Okay, which is that? like, <laughs> I thought it meant like just being scared. Okay. I did some research to figure out like what exactly this was. Oh, okay. And apparently, uh, a susto is a uh, reference to the soul or spirit leaving the body. What? Uh, yeah. Or it's also known as fright, soul loss, or loss of shadow. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's like I'm kind of shivering right now because it freaked me out so much. Learning about, I mean, reliving that, but yeah. also like reading about this is yeah. super freaky. Anyways, so a uh, few days went by. I hadn't, I lost a, my appetite. Like, yeah. I didn't want to eat anything. I was just kind of there, blah, stuck at home. Uh, my mom took me to my grandma's house. Uh, and my grandma, <laughs> she had, taken me to a curandera okay so um no wait before we get into that 
like what did your mom and grandma say like did they think you were nuts or did they believe that something was out there do you remember i don't remember okay i just think i mean they must have thought something because they took you to a curandera yeah so well i mean they they realized that yeah something was wrong with me and yeah they didn't know what to do and i guess they figured hey we'll take you to curandera okay we'll tell people what that is yeah so curandera is like a shaman Uh uh in this case a female one right uh but it also is kind of uh, tied into like Catholicism too, mm. so it's not only like um, uh, like native mm-hmm. um, culture stuff. Mm-hmm. It's that, but mixed with some like prayers and mm. sign of the cross and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, so yeah, they took me to my grandma took me to a curandera, and the curandera was um, a woman, some older woman okay. that my grandma knew, like a friend of my grandma mm-hmm. that she met at uh, church. Okay. It was that like at her house or a, yeah, this was at her house. Okay, and uh, so we went there, and I remember there was uh, egg involved. Like uh, you've probably seen this in um, shows or movies. Was this like on True Blood when Tara's in the 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 shaman lady and they crack the egg in the pot or kind on of her? Yes. And the, okay, yeah. So uh, that or uh, what was it the paranormal activity mm, the mm-hmm. cursed one marked yep, ones the marked ones yeah so yeah. it's kind of similar to that there was a uh, uh some herbs that uh-huh. she like waved over me or kind of like saging kind of i guess yeah. i don't remember what the herbs were I, was, mm-hmm. I don't remember but uh yeah there was herbs there was a ritual that was kind of performed over me okay uh i'm sure there was holy water involved there was an egg mm-hmm. uh but oh and and tea Okay. I had to drink mint tea afterwards. Okay. Uh, and then also I had to drink this uh, tea called Flor Tila. What's that? Which I looked it up to see what the uh, English stuff, English uh, name would be. And it's linden flower tea. Oh, okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> What's, what, why linden flower tea? I, I don't know. It was just the, the, it was like my prescription. It was huh. to keep drinking that and that would help me. Huh. Yeah. But uh, after that, like I got my, my, um, my your mojo back, back. <laughs> got my appetite back i wasn't a susto anymore huh i guess i got my soul back interesting yeah so like what did your grandma and your mom say like with like did they did you guys talk about this i don't think so that's crazy talk about stuff it's just that's crazy we need to get your mama on the phone <laughs> crazy that's a super creepy one yeah but i i never oh oh yes oh i totally forgot let me get back to it okay so during that time when i was uh alone at home yeah uh and after the incident i heard like a ball like bouncing down the stairs oh okay and i was like oh that's weird let me go look and see if there's a ball up there that randomly fell down like maybe the cat knocked it down mm-hmm. there was no ball oh weird and there was nobody else with me mm. but it definitely sounded like a ball and it wasn't just one time it would happen multiple times crazy and you would just hear the ball going boom over and over again boom. What did you think it was? I know you just thought it was noise. No, I thought it was probably a ghost. Yeah. And I was like, hey, like, I'm cool with you being here. So, yeah. you know, don't haunt me or do anything <laughs> bad to me. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That was super creepy. That's nuts. Yeah. I try not to think about it. I don't know. It's. I think that's still kind of a superstition. I try not to, to remember it because yeah. it feels like maybe it could come back uh, so what if it was a demon or something trying to get me Ooh, yeah all right well let's move on then all right okay so this next one is from our friend chrissy 
Uh, Chrissy, thanks for sending that in. Yeah, thanks, Chrissy. Uh, This was a creepy one, too. Um, So she emailed this one to us also. Here we go. Hi, guys. I was a truly god-awful bartender for a while back in Wisconsin. Because I was so bad, I worked really slow shifts, like closing on Tuesdays. And because they were slow, I could work them alone. One night, after shooing everyone out, locking up, double-checking that everyone was out, I started to clean. I restocked everything from the storage in the terrifying basement first. Then I took my time with the mundane stuff, like emptying ashtrays, gathering glasses, etc. When I'd finished that, I filled the sinks and started to do the dishes. I saw movement, and when I looked up, there was a dude standing in the middle of the room. He was dressed in a long coat and a bowler hat and had old-timey mustache. Uh, mustache? I don't know what that means, mustache. Mustache. <laughs> uh, mustache. He looked up as surprised as I was and then disappeared. Whoa. I basically dunked the last few glasses in bleach water and ran out of there. My next shift, I asked coworker if anyone had ever seen a ghost there, and she replied, oh, all the time. This place is super haunted. The original holder of the building killed himself upstairs. It's listed on the registry of the most haunted buildings in Wisconsin. Wow. I did not know that when I took the job. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't work there much longer, not because of the ghost, but because I was a terrible bartender. <laughs> and she says, thanks for the awesome podcast. Thanks, Chrissy. This is a good one. Yeah, that was pretty um, good. And she she sent along a, a link uh, talking about it. The uh, Bodega Brew P- Brew Pub in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, so yeah, I mean this place looks cool, but also creepy. So we'll we'll post the link to it on the website. Thanks so much for sending that one in. Yeah. Um, I like that she's also ended it with a proper happy story spin there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gonna gonna move right along. We're gonna bounce it back to you, and you've got you've got another scary story. Oh yes, this was this was the very strange night. Ooh, okay. You you do have like titles for your stories. Yeah, I I should have named the other one the bang or something. You did the knock. No, I said the knock. Yeah, I like that. That's good. All right, I'll come up. I'll come up with one for my next one while you're telling this. So the very strange night. Okay, Uh, this was a Saturday night. Back uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit, oh gosh, probably about the same time I was 13, yep. maybe 14, and uh, I used to stay at my Carmel's house, uh, the one that took me the, to the Curandera, okay. <laughs> and hang out there, and sometimes my cousin Carol would be staying at her grandma's house, which was my grandma's sister, right next door. Okay. And when she would come, we we're about the same age, and so we would hang out and do stuff together. Mm-hmm. So one night, it was a Saturday night, and we were bored, and we're like, hey, let's go do something. Okay. So to keep out of trouble, we're like, okay, well, let's go and go to the the um, little grocery store, or it was a little convenience store mm-hmm. uh, a few blocks down, and they had a bubble bobble machine. Okay. A bubble bobble arcade machine. Yeah. And so uh, she was down, so we ended up going over there. And we were braving the dark streets of the ghetto of uh, Magnolia <laughs> in okay. Houston. And uh, so we started our journey, and it's really dark out. We made the corner. Uh, we went underneath the, one of the you know tall street lights, mm-hmm. and it turned off. Okay. We're like, huh, that was weird. Whatever. So we kept like walking down the street, talking about who knows what. And then we get to another street light. 
and that one turns off mm. right as we go underneath it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, that's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, let's just run. Yeah. So we started bolting towards the uh, the convenience store. And as we're going, we hear this like, I don't know if it was a frog or just some weird like yeah. noise. It started okay. getting louder and louder. And it like followed us. Oh, that's creepy. And that was really creepy. And we're like, ah. So then we really ran. And we were like, ah. Ran underneath another street light. It turned off. Whoa. And <laughs> then we made it to the uh, to the coming in store. We're out of breath. Yeah. And freaking out. We're like, we don't want to go home. <laughs> I bet. So what would you do? So we like chilled out. I think we got like a popsicle or something. And we started playing Bobble Bobble for a while. Both of these things will definitely make any kid feel better. <laughs> but, uh. You know, the convenience store wouldn't be open all night long. Mm-hmm. So it started getting later and we had to go back home and we're like, hmm, well, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. So we start making our way back reluctantly. And were the lights back on? When you the went? lights were back on. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, they would turn off when we got went under it and then. Oh, so they only went out when you were under them? Yes. They turned back on after you left out from under that light. Yes. Oh, you failed to mention that. That's Sorry. even creepy. Yeah, it was super creepy. Okay. So <laughs> so we start heading back the same way we came and we're like, "Oh, well, let's go across the street because we don't want to hear whatever was in the ditch mm-hmm. making the noise." Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> so we started walking across the street and then we heard the noise again. So we ran across the street and then we started heading back home on the other side where the street lights weren't there. Okay. And so we're like, "Okay, we're safe." And they're like, "Hey, Let's get some nachos. So. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. There was a little snow cone place at the corner where my grandma's house, like the mm-hmm. street that we had to turn on. Okay. And so we're like, okay, like, let's get some nachos and just kind of chill out and whatever. Yeah. So we got some nachos, headed back towards um, towards the houses. And we usually chilled outside of her patio. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know. They let us ha- make noise there, and my grandma and grandpa didn't like us <laughs> making noise on theirs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, we went on the patio, put the nachos down. I think we started playing, like, volleyball in the street. So <laughs> so we go out in the street and start playing volleyball, and then I hear this, like, like buzz by my ear, and I was yeah. like, oh, that was weird. And then I hear another one go, Flying roaches. Yeah. Flying roaches are flying at us. And it wasn't just like, oh, there's one, there's two. No, it was a lot of flying roaches flying at us. Like, I don't know. Like, they were trying to ram them into us, but they didn't hit us. It was just like they were buzzing around Gross. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that's super weird. Like, why are... That's that's never happened before. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe one flies at you. Yeah. But, yeah, multiple ones But not a swarm. No. And it wasn't a swarm. It was like... uh, I don't know. I can't explain. It was just like consistently there were some flying mm. it was super weird so we freak we got of course we were already freaked out right. from earlier so we run to the to the um, patio mm-hmm. where the nachos were <laughs> and we start going up the stairs and i'm like what's that and i was like oh it's a slug so i see a slug like on the stair and i'm like oh that's weird whatever like slugs are normal yeah but then we look near where the nachos are, like yeah. the area we were going to go to, and there were lots of slugs there Ooh. that weren't there before. That's weird. 
So then we're like super freaked out. We're like, yeah, I think it's time for us to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So you guys just went inside and locked yourselves in. Yeah, I think like we went in there and like we're hanging out in her house for a while. But we were super freaked out and didn't want to go back outside because yeah. all this freaky stuff was happening. That's weird. It was a very strange night. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so was this before or after the other incident? I want to say it was after. Okay. But it wasn't as scary. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as scary because somebody else was there to witness it. So yeah. I didn't feel like I was losing my mind. Uh, okay. Like it was. It like didn't weird. bother you like the other time. No, I mean it was more just like, ooh, that was a fun, scary thing that we did. Kind of, yeah. Okay. It was like, a, oh yeah, this will be a good story yeah. later on, and hopefully it was nice. Yeah. Does Carol remember that? I don't know. Your cousin? Maybe I embellished it. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I remember though. I remember it was just super weird. And I remember running. I remember we played bubble wobble. I remember the noises that felt like they followed us. Yeah. The lights going out. The flying roaches coming at us which was kind of strange yeah and the like slugs everywhere stranger things have happened stranger things too we need to watch that we do all right cool well thanks for that one yeah Yeah. now it's gonna be your turn yeah yeah um and actually this is gonna be our last one because we're we're running out of time here (laughs) uh but i wanted to include this one because this is one that uh my this is a story from my mom and i'm gonna call this the carnation uh but my mom told us this story all the time growing up and i actually just called her right before this to get a refresher course on this one yeah she gave it to us in detail so hopefully i i tell this with uh with justice so uh my mom grew up a, uh, here in the bay uh in in Pnol, and they lived up in in this house where my uh my uncle jeff now lives with his family so when they were younger, uh, my mom's sister apparently used to play with the Ouija board and she and her friends would never let my mom play with them. Of course, like siblings do. But one time they decided, okay, well, we'll let mom play with us. Uh, and they were going to play with the Ouija board. So they're in my, uh, this is my aunt, my aunt Linda. So they were in her bedroom and they're playing with the Ouija board. And you know, like you do, you, you say, if there's a spirit here, you know, like give us a sign or whatever. And I guess when they did that, the closet doors started shaking and pounding Ooh. and it scared the crap out of them, obviously. So they put it away and they didn't, they didn't play with it for again. So then fast forward to, I forget how long later she said, but um, my aunt had some major dental work done. She had tooth pulled or something. And so she was at home in bed heavily medicated she was medicated yeah with like you get with tooth stuff so she was at home in bed and um she i think my mom said that she went in to check on her and she saw a blue carnation sitting on the nightstand and she said oh that's that's really pretty i wonder who who gave it gave that to us then my aunt um wakes up and she's like, oh, who gave you this flower? This is really pretty. And my aunt, I guess, starts freaking out, saying, that's really weird. I just had a dream that there was a man sitting here, and it was our uncle, and he gave me a blue carnation. But the weird part is that this was the uncle who had died before my mom was even born and when my aunt was an infant. 
Mm-hmm. He had been hit by a police car in town and and dragged, and it was like a big cover up from the police back then. So he was killed suddenly and very tragically. Mm-hmm. So that was super weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Quite the rose or the carnation. Comes so from. well, they asked around, and no one to this day knows where that rose or that carnation came from. So it's a mystery. I mean, clearly it came from your or their dead uncle. Well, clearly ghost uncle. Yeah. So. That one, that's super weird, but it, it's led to a long string of like weird stuff at that house. Uh, my mom says that she's also, uh, like around that time, she also was asleep in her room. Uh, she had her friend over and doing like a slumber party, and my mom woke up, and she could see uh, an old man sitting on the fence outside her window staring at them. But my mom said that she that the man was like not fully solid. He was like semi translucent, and then he disappeared or whatever. <sighs> yeah, and uh, I guess in the same bedroom as where they played with the Ouija board. Uh, now my my uncle and his family live there. As I said, uh, my cousin years ago they were uh, he was asleep in his bed with his girlfriend, and they had a little dog, a little dachshund that they used to sleep with. And um, the dog used to really like to cuddle at their feet at the foot of the bed under the blanket. And one night he woke up and uh, he felt movement down there and he looked up and he saw the blanket moving around. So he starts yelling at the dog, you know, he's like, Oscar, cut it out, cut it out. And then he hears movement and he looks up and Oscar's right next to them at the top of the bed. So they moved the covers and there was nothing under there. So they don't know what was moving the blanket. Ghost uncle. Ghost uncle. Yeah. There's been other stuff too. Like, I remember um, when I would go and hang out there uh, when I was a little kid, uh, they would tell me stories about like other times they'd play with the Ouija boards and like a bunch of paintings in the house fell off the walls at the same time and uh, they would hear stuff and and see other stuff. So that house has like a big, long history of spooky stuff. And where is this at? It's in Pinole. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember if you've been to their house, but yeah. Hmm. So we should get a Ouija board right now. Nope. Not going to happen. Maybe we'll get ghosts that will help us clean. Mm, we could just clean ourselves. Yeah. Well, I'm always too busy cleaning up after you. Yeah, well, you'll probably throw me down the stairs and then I'll be the ghost that clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was really cool. Uh, I'm glad we did this. This was fun to do this quick bonus episode. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. And glad people submitted stuff so we could talk about it. Yeah. It's uh, fun, but also kind of scary spooky to relive some of the the personal ones that have happened to us too yeah they were yeah well music for the show is by Adi Goldstein and Demetri Banoff from Pond 5 Pond 5 and the little stinger for our show opening is from our great friend Chad Conselmo thanks Chad Uh, you can tweet at us I'm at Silvis Design I am at T-E-K-N-O-M-C-R we are at Mike Stevecast. That's right. And thanks so much for listening, subscribing, liking, and rating our show. Yeah, let us know what you thought about it on Facebook or on our site. Yeah. And uh, until next time, have a good week, everybody. Have a good week. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Melinda, babe, I love you. I know you're listening to this, but girl. When the hell you be living in a castle? <laughs> ah! <laughs>